Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Happy Labor Day. Labor so glad Day. that we can be together. And uh, boy, I'm needing this, this devotional time, this conversation from the Psalms. Edwin, what are we reading? Psalm 2. All right. Second week. Season Mm -hmm. 2, week Mm 2, Psalm 2, from the English Standard Version. Why do the nations rage and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heaven laughs. The Lord holds them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, As for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will tell of the decree. The Lord said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now, therefore, O kings, be wise, be warned, O rulers of the earth, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and you perish in the way, for his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. You know, Edwin, some of these psalms at the beginning, they have these superscriptions that that come along with them, um, and there, you know, there is some discussion about necessarily when those things were originated. But what's interesting about this in Psalm 2 is uh, we don't have one here that says exactly which psalmist penned this, Mm -mm. except for in the New Testament, in Acts chapter 4 and verse 25, Peter quotes from this psalm and says, David said this, David preached this. David's writing this. I think this is a royal psalm. I think we would call it that. Yeah, and so you've got a king... Writing this psalm, certainly on one level, warning kings, questioning kings, and then I think making a strong point, remember who the real king is, mm. and it's God. The, the real king is God, and and God's anointed mm. is the one who is king on the throne in Jerusalem. Yeah, yeah. So David is God's anointed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I know later in the week I want to talk a little bit about... Uh, the different levels of application or meaning that we might have in the Psalms. Okay. Uh, especially in this particular Psalm. But I want to stick with that idea of the kings that you just brought up. And he, he he starts off with this idea of nations raging and kings of the earth setting themselves against the Lord, against the Lord's anointed. So in the Old Testament context, particularly when I think about David, mm-hmm. The nations are going to be Gentile peoples, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so in, in David's world, there's one anointed king, and of course, that's him. The prophet Samuel was selected by God to go and anoint David king, and even though it was a number of years before we actually got to sit on the throne and execute that office, he's the chosen one. And as this king, he's a leader of God's people, Israel, and he is then in his life, set in juxtaposition to all these other kings, world leaders. And also, you know, when you think about David and his life with the Philistines, and Amorites, and Jebusites, and all these guys, um, it, it was a difficult place to be the anointed 
because all the other kings of the earth really did rage against him. In fact, there are some portions of Israel you, you wouldn't throw a rock very far before you'd find another kingdom that is against raging against uh, King David and, and, and God's people Israel. The repetition of that word anointed brought something to my mind. I wasn't thinking about this before, but let's, let's move in this direction for a moment. And that is, you remember before David was king. Sure. Who was king? King Saul. King Saul. Why was he king? Uh, again, selected by God, the Lord's anointed, the prophet Samuel anointed him. But he ends up being removed, or he's going to be removed, and God yeah. pulls his spirit away from Saul, and then he has David anointed yes. by Samuel. Yes. And there in, in um, 1 Samuel chapter 16 and yep. 17, yeah. we see in 16 the anointing of David, and the mm-hmm. spirit comes upon David. Of course, in the next chapter, we see the result of that, the defeat of Goliath. I think there might be an evidence of that even before Goliath. I hate to jump in there. No, you go ahead. At the end of the 16th chapter, you do have this episode where uh, Saul has a troubling spirit upon him, right? And the only thing that can seem to soothe him is to call in David mm-hmm. and for David to play his harp. And when David would play, then the, you know, the spirit would leave Saul and he would be eased. So we've got the contrast. I know some people have uh, interpreted the power of the music there, that God was working through the music of the harp. But that's not what I see at all. I see the demonstration of where the power of the Holy Spirit was. The Holy Spirit is on David, and David is now God's man. And it is the power of God and the Holy Spirit to drive out an evil spirit. And Very so we see we see the recognition of the of the anointed. Very interesting. I appreciate that. Yeah. That the the whole point behind that is the spirit is with David. Yes. No longer with Saul. And yet, yes. and yet, okay, so the Spirit has, the, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God has left Saul, has now with David. However, as Saul, because he is troubled by this troublesome spirit sent from the Lord, he starts to go against David. Mm-hmm. He's upset when he hears yeah. about David hearing or being praised with he's killed his yeah, 10,000th chapter, right? And, yeah. Uh, so he starts attacking Samuel. David. He starts chasing David. And then there are those two times that David has opportunity mm-hmm. to kill Saul. Yeah. And what did he say? Why didn't he kill him? He said that he would not raise his hand against the Lord's anointed, which was an incredible act of courage, I think, on his part, because all of David's men are encouraging him. You should do this. The Lord has placed him under your sword, under your hand. Do this. You know, God's given him to you on a platter. How could you not? So here's David. Before he is king, he is the Lord's anointed. He knows he's the Lord's anointed. A lot of Israel knows. I mean, Abigail was able to know, hey, we know you're going to be king next. Yeah. He's, But Saul is the king. He is the anointed. Even though he's not fulfilled his role responsibly, even though it is clearly going to be taken away from him. But what David refuses to do is rage against the Lord's anointed, to counsel against the Lord's anointed. That's right. He allows Saul to chase him. He allows Saul to torment him. He runs, but he's not going to take up arms against Saul. Mm -mm, mm -mm. And in fact, the folks who finally when, when someone finally kills Saul and a guy comes to him and the guy lied to him about it. Right. Oh, yeah, that, I did yeah. it. I, t- I took care of it. David has that guy killed. Yep. You know, that guy thinks he's going to get paid and he's right. going to get promoted. with the new king. Yeah, and the new king is like, that, that was the Lord's anointed. Yeah. All right, so the reason I'm bringing all this up is because here David is the right one to write this psalm. As, as you pointed out, Acts yeah. 
highlights, Peter says that David was the one who wrote wrote this. David is the one who clearly has, at least among humans, the authority of God to write this because this is what he lived. He refused to go against Mm -hmm. the Lord's anointed, Mm -hmm. even... When in that case, the Lord's anointed was coming against him. And we see the contrast with Saul because, look, Saul knew David was the Lord's anointed. He did. So did his son Jonathan. But he counseled. Well, Jonathan didn't counsel against the Lord's anointed. No, he didn't. Jonathan was in favor of the Lord's anointed. But because of Saul's rebellion, Jonathan also ends up being killed in all of this. And I'm I'm just looking at this back and forth between Saul and David. And so we do talk about the nations raging. But really, this is kind of the way David's reign started with Saul raging against the Lord and his anointed. Yeah, absolutely. Even though David refused to. Now here, I want to bring this home. I want to bring this home to you and me, because what's easy for me to do in this psalm is to talk about all of them out there, to talk about all those nations out there and all those people out there that are counseling against the Lord and his anointed, that are going against the will of God, that are denying the will of God, that are rejecting Jesus even. Yeah. And it's easy to do. It's so easy for me to take every passage of Scripture and deflect it off to all those people out there different from me. Mm -hmm. But what I think about is that the number one competition in my life is not between me and the president. Excuse Mm -hmm. me, between God and the president in my life. It's not between God and some king somewhere or some governor. The number one competition going on in my life is always between God and me. Who am I going to let sit on the throne of my life? Who am I going to let be king of my life? And far too often, I want to be the king. I think we do want to be the king. Um, The devil who's watched us for a long time as a people, right? The descendants of Adam and Eve has seen how easy it is to play upon our pride, to tempt us. I mean, we, we quite eagerly eagerly want to ascend to a throne and assert a kind of autonomy. And uh, again, I, I don't want to deflect. You're right. We have to look at ourselves and say, boy, who's truly the king of my life? I claim to be a Christian. I claim that Jesus is my Lord. Does he allow, or excuse me, do I allow him to lead? Do I humble myself? Do I follow him? I'm there on that. I'm there on that. I will say that you can't look around us in our society and see this cry of autonomy among people and voices and influencers that's just outrageous. That when people want to get on the mic and declare, uh, let me tell you what my real gender is. Uh, You need to address me in the pronouns that I find acceptable. Uh, Talk about an assertion to kingship Mm. that would defy uh, all of common sense, all of observational science, even God in creation to tell everybody, no, no, I'm in charge. Well, we've got a culture that wants to promote the kingship of the individual. Yeah. So we've got a culture and a society that is raging against the creator, raging against the Lord and his anointed, which which promotes me doing that even more. Yeah. Yeah. The the world and the society is going to say, yeah, good on you. That's awesome. Assert your individuality. Assert your kingship over your own life. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. The thing is, when I am doing that, I am raging. Yeah, we add our voices to the raging nations, and that's not where our voice needs to be. And I am plotting in vain. Because it cannot deliver. It won't. It won't deliver. Everything I do against the Lord Jesus Christ and against God, 
it's it's vanity. It's right. absolute vanity. I can say all day long, I can argue with as much logic as I think I'm mustering, and I can come up with the questions that I think put truth in its place. In the end, it's vain. In the end, I, I'm going to be the loser on that. I'm always going to be the loser when I go against God and his anointed. I think this is a great devotion and a great way to kick off the week today. I really want to contemplate this. I want to really want to think about who is the king in my life uh, and make sure that my voice is not raging against the true and almighty God and king. We Amen. hope this has been a great uh, reading for you and devotional time for you. Please send us an email. Let us know what you're listening, what you think of the program. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's pray. Our great God and Father, Lord, we thank you so much for this day, for this time to read Psalm 2, for the conversation, and Father, for for the challenge that uh, we might take a moment to look at ourselves and understand you are the King. Father, may we not take our places against you, uh, to rage against you, to plot against you because of our own selfishness, our own uh, pride, our own little fiefdoms that we want to protect. Uh, oh God, may we be humble servants of yours and lifting up you and your anointed for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day.